You're listening to the Running Around Charlotte podcast presented by the Novant Health Charlotte Marathon. One day, five events with a race day distance for every goal and pace. Find out more or register at runcharlotte.com. This week's episode is brought to you by Pinnacle Financial Partners and Ally. They may not be able to help you hit your mile splits, but Ally can help you plan for the future. Explore all the ways you can map out your financial goals with Ally at ally.com. Ally, a proud sponsor of the Novon Health Charlotte Marathon and athletes everywhere. Now, here are your hosts for the Running Around Charlotte podcast, Tim Rhodes and DC Lucchese. Today on the Running Around Charlotte podcast, we are joined by Aaron Del Giudice. Aaron is the female winner of the 2022 Novant Health Charlotte Marathon, and she's here today to tell us more about her story and the years, not days or months, but years it took to get to the finish line. Thanks for joining us, Aaron. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. Thank you. Very good. DC Lucchese is here with us. How are you doing, DC? Great. You know why? Because today's my birthday. Today, happy birthday, DC. Yeah, happy birthday. Not to make it all about me, Aaron, but today is my birthday. <laughs> <Just so. laughs> well, happy birthday. Aaron, tell us a little bit about yourself, your background, uh, where you grew up, any important things you would want people to know about you? Um, well, let's see. I'm from the Southeast. I was born in Atlanta. So grew up in Atlanta as a kid. Moved around a little bit, but went to high school um, in like Northeast Atlanta. Um, so uh, big Georgia fans at our house. It's a good time oh, of year. Yeah. Um, and then I ended up after high school going to Davidson College right up the road, uh, which is sort of how I ended up in Charlotte because my husband, who I met in college, had got a job in Charlotte. Um, and we had started dating junior year. So we moved to Charlotte after graduation and it really seemed to be a good fit. Um, and we've been here ever since then. So I think we've been here seven or eight years now um seven or eight years. It's, it's been great you know it's a great community and through running i really feel like i found a a lot of good friends and locals who are into fitness and running and a lot of triathletes too so it's a really good connected community to be a part of yeah it is and, and you're right there are a lot of good running groups yeah. to to get involved um How'd you get involved in running? I mean, did you did you start at an early age? Did you get involved in high school? Uh, obviously, I guess going to Davidson to run, you you had to have some background in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I always loved running, even as a little kid. I remember my mom would say we would go for runs, and she would walk along behind me, and I would run back and forth. So definitely always something I enjoyed doing. Uh, and then in high school, I went out for the cross country team. Uh, I was also a swimmer at the time. I swam year-round for one of the club teams in Atlanta. But I was not as good at swimming as I was at running. So ultimately, <laughs> running won out. Um, I just swam for my high school team, but that was only in the winter time. So I ran all four years of high school, cross-country and track and field, and it was a good fit. I just you know, had a good time. I made a lot of friends. I was able to be pretty successful but still really enjoy it. Um, and thankfully, didn't have too many struggles with injury. So I knew I wanted to run in college, um, and I was looking for a school that was academically pretty sound, but I, that what I could could potentially run on the team. Um, and Davidson was a, a good fit for me, so I ended up walking on at Davidson and running all four years there too. And you come from you come from you know pretty good athletic stock too. Both your folks were <laughs> collegiate athletes, right? So 
Yes. Yeah. What kind of influence did they have on you and your decision to pursue that? Uh, They were very supportive. My parents' biggest goal has always been for me and my siblings to just be involved Mm -hmm. in something. Um, And it could have been anything, athletics or, you know, choir or whatever. Um, And for me, it happens to be running. So they were always really supportive. They would come to my high school meets, help out with team events. They came to a lot of my races in college because most of them were sort of locally in the Southeast. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think they enjoy it because both my parents were college swimmers and they know the life of a college athlete. So they get very into college sports and they like following along. So I really think not only did they massively help to support me, but they had a good time being in the collegiate sports atmosphere um, along the way. Yeah, that's good stuff. That's so, good stuff. So when you started running, um, you know, a lot of people try to figure out: am I a, am I a short distance runner, middle distance, long distance? How did did was it was cross country or entree into all of it, and so it naturally became distance running, or did you go out for the track team and co- <laughs> coach said uh, we're going to put you on the two mile? Um, <laughs> Get gosh, rid of I'm you trying to think. That's right. I'm not totally sure. I was successful at cross country and in obviously in most places that's the fall sport in high school. So it sort of segued nicely into running the longer distances in the track season. But I always wanted to just go out and run for long amounts of time as a kid. So I think I already knew that I would like distance events more. Um, when I swam, I did the distance events too, and I enjoyed those the most. So I think I just sort of recognized that I was not geared towards fast things. Even to this day, I just totally detest 200s and 100s. They're just the worst. <laughs> so anything longer is way, way better. There you go. Um, how, how was running at Davidson? They've, they've got a pretty good program up there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was great. It was a good experience. Um, I had some highs and lows. You know, I was really fortunate that not to have too many injuries, but I struggled mentally a couple of years that I was there and had to sort of bounce back and regain some fitness after sophomore year. And it was a good challenge, I think. I really was able to sort of learn about how I functioned as an athlete and as a person, how I would best be able to succeed and manage my expectations too. Um, And the team was really great. You know, Davidson is a great, great little town and it's a nice place to run. And um, we competed first when I was there in the Southern conference and then my last year in the Atlantic 10. So mostly schools that were like relatively comparable to Davidson in size. Um, and a lot of races, like I said, like in the area around here. Yeah. Now, and you, you talked about the ups and downs and you talked earlier about the, uh, you know, the community here and the, you know, the friends and all of that that you've made through running in this area. Now you really opened up about a lot of that in that article you did with a mutual friend of all of, all of ours, Fade and Janes did a wonderful mm-hmm. article about you after you won the, uh, uh, the marathon this year. Uh, tell us a little bit about that. How in the world uh, did he talk you into that? No, I'm just kidding. But seriously, you, you really did open up about that. And <laughs> where'd you find the courage? Where'd you, where'd you find the courage to do all that? Uh, well, you know the answer. Anytime you talk to Satan, somehow you find yourself doing something that you're like, oh, did I agree that? I don't remember. But um, anyway, Satan's great. He's a good yeah. friend of mine. Um, but no, I just thought it was a kind of a good opportunity. I mean, he convinced me that it was a good time to share perhaps a perspective that a lot of other people feel, which is struggling, especially post-college to kind of find your identity outside of running or outside of whatever activity was your primary function before that. And then 
coming back to the sport as a way to exercise and be healthy, but also to, to really find satisfaction in it. Um, you know, I'm so competitive and I'm Mm -hmm. very driven and have goals, but I also, my primary focus these days is really to get enjoyment out of the sport. And I was, you know, was able to really realize there's no point in doing it unless I'm enjoying it because I don't, you know, have time for that. And, you know, he told me that Satan said that a lot of people could relate to that struggle, whether it's in running or other parts of their lives. And I really sort of understood what he was saying. And, you know, it's easy to see how most people look totally fine on the outside, but they might be struggling with personal mental struggle on the inside. And that's kind of what I went through. So, um, I think it was a, an easily relatable story. Yeah, and for those who did not get a chance to read it yet, kind of kind of crystallize the uh, the the story if you can about the, the the I guess for lack of better the awakening you had where you're like you know what it's it shouldn't be about work it should be about like you said the enjoyment and where that yeah. tipping point was for you. Yeah, well, I would say kind of like in in the two minute summary was that after college. I was extremely competitive and I still wanted to run um, at a very high level, but running was really the only thing that defined me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't get a job right away. So I really struggled with losing fitness and running and then having that be the only identifier personally. And uh, I'm a very type A personality. So I, I really tend to, I tended to at that time think that if I was not fast at running, I was not succeeding at any part of life. So it mm-hmm. just, sort of destroyed me from the inside out um and mentally I really struggled you know I started to think I wasn't worth anything and there was no point to anything that I was doing every day and it was hard because I had to eventually kind of let it all go and I mean there were a couple years I didn't run basically at all because it was too hard to run at a pace or paces that were slower than I had run in the past Mm -hmm. and not be super critical and judge myself for it And it took me a long time to realize that like the point of running is not to always be successful, but the point for me now is just to, to enjoy it and to feel good and to, to after a run, know that I did it because it makes me feel good and not because some external goal that I projected. Um, And uh, I also really thought (laughs) that you got a cheering section in there. I know. Well, there are Cheerios all over the floor right now. So, um, I really thought that other people judged me for not running fast, but really it was only me. I was the only one. Everyone else could probably have cared less. Um, like in a nice way, they really just liked me for who I was. And I had to learn that too. I had to start liking me just for being Aaron, not just for being Aaron the runner. So developing an identity that was more than just athletics. I find that to be so true. I mean, I, and I struggle with the same thing as I get older and slower and you know, it's like I went out for a run today and I ran 11 minutes a mile. They're going to think ill of me or, you know, like, but I, I, you're right. I don't, I don't think anybody cares. I don't think anybody looks at it and says, Oh gosh, he runs a, he runs an 11 minute mile. Now I'm going to defriend him or something. (laughs) So it's like, I don't really care anymore, you know, and, but, but we all have that, that ego part of our personality where we want to have, the best times and put our best foot forward and things like that. But it, you know, it, at the end of the day, if someone's judging me because of how fast I run, I guess 
And I guess that says more about them than it does me, right? Or you or anyone. Exactly. Yeah. So just trying yeah. to find that. And, and I think, you know, so many, to, to your point earlier when we first jumped on, there are so many great running communities in Charlotte and they're so inclusive of runners in terms of how fast you run or how slow you run. It doesn't matter. They just want to be, they just want to be part of that group and, and there's a pace mm -hmm. for everybody. Yeah. So, and for me, just fulfillment became more important and yeah, camaraderie and the, the company and friendship of running and, you know, it took me a long time to, so to let go of where, that. where did <laughs> running post collegiate, where, where did it take you? Like what was, what were, uh, what were the highlights? Cause so many people get out of, get out of college and they're burned out on running. <laughs> you know, they could be yeah, well, good local runners <laughs> or whatever, but you know, they just decide for whatever reason I, I've had enough. I've had enough of two a days and hundred mile weeks and et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. And, and, and they just completely bail out on it. Yeah, it was definitely a kind of a variety. My first year after college, I continued to run at a really high level and I ran quite a lot and I trained with some local people in Charlotte, uh, a couple of guys who had just uh, graduated from other universities in the area. Uh, I actually ran with James Perez a lot. You guys probably know him. Yeah, yeah, yeah James. Um, um, but I was really successful. I qualified for the Olympic trials and then after that, I was experiencing burnout and I didn't really recognize it. And I just kept punishing myself for struggling and sort of imploded. So I would, I would go on a run and I would be sad and unhappy. And then I would mope around and I wouldn't eat well. And I just sort of fell apart, honestly, um, to the point where I started struggling on runs and I would go off for a run and I would just sit down and be in tears, <laughs> have to walk back to my apartment. And it was very defeating. So eventually after that, I just kind of, stopped I stopped running um and then I got connected with Kelly and Megan Phil now in their group um and I met with Kelly and I said I want to get back into training but I want to do it in a way that's smart I don't want to overdo it um so the following year I started running a little bit more and then I ended up switching tracks a little bit and actually did some triathlons for a year or two um which was good I needed to do something that got me out of my comfort zone but sure, with a yeah. whole different sport. Um, and it was unfamiliar and it was new and I didn't feel like I had any expectations. So I was really able to, to enjoy it and to remember why I was doing it. Um, and when you do a new sport like that, you know, you don't really have time goal because you've never done it before. Um, so you don't know what to expect. So it's nice to, to reframe a little bit and approach everything like it was the first time I was doing it again. Um, let's see. So that was like maybe 2018. Um, I was doing triathlon for a year or so. And then I sort of experienced that burnout again. I was not motivated. I wasn't feeling very healthy personally. My mental health is not in a great place. So I stopped working out again. I time off, uh, sort of unintentionally, but I think it paid off um, in terms of a, a mental reset. I started working, I started teaching. So that helped. It gave me a, a new purpose yeah. outside of sports. And it was very time consuming because I was a new teacher. So it was really great to be yeah. totally all in involved on teaching. So you mentioned. And then finally. Go ahead. I was, was going to say finally in 2020, I felt like I was in a place where I could come back to running and just enjoy it and enjoy the process. So my, my goal every day then and still now is just to kind of 
be fulfilled every day by a run, but also be okay with a day without a run, you know, like just kind of go with the flow a little bit more and understand that running should accent my life and not totally be it. Yeah. So you, you mentioned, um, Olympic trials. Tell us more about that. Um, that's that's a pretty high level achievement. Congratulations! You you, you, you. kind of slid Thank it you. in there though. Like what, what's up with <laughs> well, that? Like I I'd brag uh, about that. Well, I just I don't, I don't know. I'm pretty shy about my accomplishments only because I really I work really hard. I think I told Satan this. I work pretty hard to to try and just be the runner I am now. Um, and I I have a tendency to if I think back too much on like the times and runner I used to be, I can be very self-critical. So I kind of just try and just live in the moment and the cycle that I'm in right now. Um, but yeah, after college, I was training a lot. So my college coach was still working with me, decided it'd be fun to try to qualify for the Olympic marathon trials, um, in 20, like 2015, early 2016. And I did like kind of in a last ditch, I did a marathon in January, which was right before the qualification mm-hmm. i mean a half marathon excuse me in january which is right before the time cutoff so i qualified off a half time in january of 2016 and then the trials were a month later in 2016 um so i went out and ran and it was in la that year yeah. yeah what was your uh what was your what's the qualifying time for a half marathon by the way uh at the time in 2016 the qualifying time for a half marathon for women, was one fifteen. One fifteen. Um, it's faster now. It's one twelve now. Yeah. Ooh, Lord. Um, but it, so yeah, yeah, it really went down. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I ran like I ran this half marathon in Jacksonville, like right after New Year's. So what? What's? What, what, tell us more about the Olympic trials experience. Was that something you look back on now and you you have fond memories, or was it kind of this mental? struggle for you like you've kind of talked about in terms of you know living up to your own expectations to what what do you what what do you think about what's your mood when you think about um that experience um it's kind of both it was a really great day for me it was my first marathon um so it's going in a little blind um and it wasn't successful it was insanely hot in la that day so it was really (laughs) tough for everyone who was there it was like 84 degrees or something oh my gosh um wow and I was able to run well and I have family out there and it was a really good experience for me. The hard part comes after because I tried to come back to running too quickly and then I sort of collapsed the spring after the marathon, but the race itself was, I would say definitely a sort of a crowning memory of that sort of time of peak fitness for me because it was a, a victory in a way because it was a successful race and, you know, I was really able to kind of, enjoy it and I think I was able to enjoy it because I didn't really have an expectation my whole goal was to qualify for the trials then once I got there I was like well now I don't really have a goal I'm just gonna run and see what happens um yeah. that's so a good like, way to set yourself up and then I was able to just kind of go and enjoy it so yeah. set yourself up for success right I don't have expectations yeah. so I can't fail and, and let's talk about yeah, that. Yeah, I'd already uh, yeah, gotten I, there. Yeah. Right. And related to that success and victory piece, I, I would be, uh, you know, we would not be great uh, stewards of, of this program if we did not ask you about uh, your experience at the Novant Health Charlotte Marathon this year and how that fit into your, your now, again, reinvention of self as student, mother, and, and runner again. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, my, I mean, 
my whole goal for the Charlotte Marathon was to to just be the best that I could be on that day. And I, the whole reason I chose to do Charlotte Marathon is because it was a hometown race. Obviously, you don't have to travel, so that's great for the baby. <laughs> <laughs> um, but also, I have a lot of friends here, and I need yeah. to see familiar faces the whole way. And sure. it would be, you know, even if it was a terrible day, it would still be a good time because I'd be able yeah. to see people I know and celebrate what they were doing too. Um, so it was really just a culmination of a lot of hard work, and I felt very proud of the work I had done postpartum with time constraints and sort of different demands on my life that I had not experienced before. So I think I was just able to really kind of enjoy it because I was more proud of the training than anything else. So I honestly didn't really care what happened on race day. Um, I think I told to my husband, I said, I don't care if I blow up because I did all this hard work. And it's it's not just a race because I have a bad race. So I said, whatever happens, I'm happy with because I've really enjoyed training the past few months, past year. And that was more worth it to me than Great. anything else. I got to ask you this. What's your, what's your favorite workout for marathon training? Oh. This, is, this is Tim getting free <laughs> coaching advice. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm past yeah. that point in my yeah. life. Well, my favorite, yeah. My favorite kind of workout of all time is like a lot of 400s on the track, uh-huh. like at threshold pace with short rest. Yep. Um, like, like 2400s or something. You hate them, but you love them, right? Like that. I mean, you hate them while you're yeah. leading up um, to it. You gotta. You wake up that morning, you're like, yeah, twenty four hundreds, and then you you got to You go through it, and then you get done, and you're like, oh yeah, man, that was, that was awesome. awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mine, mine yeah. were the you know but, the eight hundreds. Yeah. This was my staple. But, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I really so, love four hundreds. I would say in terms of the marathon cycle, though. This is kind of workout that I loved and also hated. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes in my long run, Kelly, who's my coach, Kelly yeah. Phil now, she would have me do alternating Ks in the middle of the long run between like 10 seconds below marathon pace and then 10 seconds over, alternating by K mm-hmm. on the run. <laughs> like 10 K repeats in a row and you just go back and forth between two paces. And it was always so hard, and I just dreaded it. I would see it on my schedule and be like, oh, no, here we go. But I think probably the most effective thing she could have given me. So, you know, it paid off. That's awesome. Do you have any pre-race rituals? Um, Not really. I'm a little superstitious. I like to wear, like, my favorite socks on the race and uh, do my hair the same way. But. So sometimes, yes. Sometimes. If I remember, usually. Like, you haven't washed them since the they marathon. Word on the street stuff. has it that no, they no, haven't no, been definitely. washed since the marathon. Definitely wash them. <laughs> we do a ton of laundry here, so. I'll oh, yeah. With, yeah, with, with a kid, absolutely. <laughs> sure. Well, well, great. What's what's next? Are you going to defend your title this year? You got something else in mind? What What's uh, what's what's the future hold for Aaron? Well, I'm not sure immediately. Um, I think it would be fun to do Boston in 2024. Now that I've done a, a full marathon, I have a time to do it. So I've never done it. It would be It's on my bucket list to go up there. Yeah. Um, yeah. But in the interim, I'm just kind of training and seeing how it's going. So not totally sure yet. Well, good. good sounds you. sounds like you've... It's been nice to just kind of do things open-ended. Right. It's. A, I was just going to say, sounds like you've reached a place of peace in your training life and just uh taking it one day at a time and whatever whatever happens happens i i uh, totally would encourage you to go do boston i mean 
what a great experience that is. Uh, probably second or third on the list behind uh, the Novant Health Charlotte Marathon. Right, totally. <laughs> I put Chicago up there, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe New York. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, absolutely. Good luck to you, and, and thanks for your time today. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for having me. The Running Around Charlotte podcast is presented by the Novant Health Charlotte Marathon and our partners at Pinnacle Financial and U.S. Bank. Running Around Charlotte is produced in partnership with Well Run Media and Marketing. New episodes are available every week anywhere you listen to podcasts.